Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman, remember by Avram Goldar, and today Masechus Baba Kama, Daf Nunches, the sixth parak Hakones. The sixth parak has been dedicated by the Klein families as Chus for Rufur Shleim or for Gitol Zissel Bas Rachel. And this stuff has been generously sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Eitan Feldman, Lezeich Nishmas, his father, Noach ben Avram Abba, may his neshama have an aliyah. So the three topics we're going to focus on, number one, the Mishan Daf Nun Hei Amabes taught that if a sheep fell into someone's garden, damaging the produce, the owner pays for its benefit, but not the full damages, since its fall was an accident. Rav says, The case is where it was struck by falling onto the produce, cushioning the animal's fall. The Gemara explains that Rav means that he pays not only the animal's benefit from eating produce, but he even pays the benefit of the produce, softening its fall. One might have exempted the owner because it's tantamount to chasing a lion away from someone's property where he does not collect benefits from the property's owner because he was performing a mitzvah in protecting the property. Two reasons were offered why the exemption of Mavriach Ari does not apply here. Number one, Mavriach Ari is done medaito knowingly, whereas Hailab medaito, this owner of the garden, saved the animal from injury unknowingly. And number two, Mavriach Ari does not suffer a loss by chasing away the lion i.e. Sleipseda, but this one suffers the loss of his produce's damage and therefore may collect the animal's benefit. Point number two, we just learned that if someone's animal fell into a garden and ate produce, he pays for its benefit but not the full damages. Rav Gahana says this is only true for that bed onto which it fell, while she explains the animal could not restrain itself from consuming that bed. Of a maruga laruga, but if it went from one bed to another and ate there, Mishalemus Mashehizika, he pays for what it damaged because the owner is negligent for not removing it. Yochanan says that even if the animal went from one bed to another all day, the owner would still only pay its benefit. I should take the vitoxiladas until it leaves the garden and returns with the owner's knowledge. Republic clarifies that once it leaves with the owner's knowledge, he's high for its damages, even if it returned without his knowledge, and an ordinary lesser garden does not exempt because the garden's owner can say to him, Kevin de Yalfa, once it has learned to enjoy my garden's produce, whenever it escapes, it will run there and requires a greater guarding to prevent it from returning. And point number three, the Mishnah Duff Nunheim base taught that where an animal damaged produce in a field, the damage is not assessed according to the value of the produce, but according to the field's loss in value. Furthermore, the assessment is not made for the specific area of damage, but as part of a greater area of a base of land. Rav Masim provides the source, Ubir Besteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. This teaches that they assess the damage based on another larger field. The more asks how the price of a base saw is evaluated. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina says it's evaluated based on a sale of 60 base saw divided by 60. Rabbi Yanai says it's based on the value of a tarkov, a half saw, and a sale of 60 base tarkov, meaning 30 base saw, which is then doubled. Chizkiah holds we do not evaluate a base saw at all and only evaluate the area of land damaged as part of an area 60 times its size. Later, Rava says, this leniency only applies to an animal's damages, but a man's damages are assessed directly on the amount damaged, not a ratio of 1 to 60. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Duff Nun base taught that if a sheep fell into someone's garden damaging the produce, the owner pays for its benefit, but not the full damages, since its fall was an accident. Rav says, the case is where it was struck by falling onto the produce, cushioning the animal's fall. The Gemara explains that Rub means that he pays not only the animal's benefit from eating produce, but he even pays the benefit of the produce, softening its fall. One might have exempted the owner because it's tantamount to chasing a lion away from someone's property, where he does not collect benefits from the property's owner because he was performing a mitzvah in protecting the property. Two reasons were offered why the exemption of Mavriach Ari does not apply here. 
Number one, Mabriach Ari is done medaito knowingly, whereas Hailab medaito, this owner of the garden, saved the animal from injury unknowingly. And number two, Mabriach Ari does not suffer a loss by chasing away the lion, high Isle Pseda, but this one suffers a loss of his produce's damage and therefore may collect the animal's benefit. Point number two, we just learned that if someone's animal fell into a garden and ate produce, he pays for its benefit but not the full damages. Rav Gahana says this is only true for that bed onto which it fell, while she explains the animal could not restrain itself from consuming that bed. Of a maruga laruga, but if it went from one bed to another and ate there, Mishalemus Moshe Hizika, he pays for what it damaged because the owner is negligent for not removing it. Yochanan says that even if the animal went from one bed to another all day, the owner would still only pay its benefit. I should take the vitoxiladas until it leaves the garden and returns with the owner's knowledge. Republic clarifies that once it leaves with the owner's knowledge, he's high for its damages, even if it returned without his knowledge, and an ordinary lesser garden does not exempt because the garden's owner can say to him, Kevin de Yalfa, once it has learned to enjoy my garden's produce, claim as the Mishtamta whenever it escapes, it will run there and requires a greater guarding to prevent it from returning. And point number three, the Mishnah and Duff Nunheimabase taught that where an animal damaged produce in a field, the damage is not assessed according to the value of the produce, but according to the field's loss in value. Furthermore, the assessment is not made for the specific area of damage, but as part of a greater area of a base of land. Rav Masim provides the source, Ubir Bistei and it consumes in the field of another. This teaches that they assess the damage based on another, larger field. The more asks how the price of a base saw is evaluated. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina says it's evaluated based on a sale of 60 base saw divided by 60. Rabbi Yanai says it's based on the value of a tarkov, a half saw, and a sale of 60 base tarkov, meaning 30 base saw, which is then doubled. Chizkiah holds we do not evaluate a base saw at all and only evaluate the area of land damaged as part of an area 60 times its size. Later, Rava says this leniency only applies to an animal's damages, but a man's damages are assessed directly on the amount damaged, not a ratio of 1 to 60. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daphnon Ches, and our standard Simon is Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper, not to be confused with the biblical Noah. So here goes. When Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper, was chasing a lion away from someone's property, he noticed someone's sheep had fallen into the garden, damaging some produce, and was now eating more produce, going from one row to the next, while the homeowner was busy assessing the damage as part of a larger area of a besaw. Once again, some motion. When Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper, Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper, that must have been where Daf Nunchez. When Noah Goldberg, the zookeeper, was chasing a lion away from someone's property, he noticed someone's sheep had fallen into the garden, damaging some produce, which reminds us two reasons are given as to why the concept of Mavriach Ari Chabero, chasing a lion away from someone's property, where one does not collect benefits from the property's owner because he was performing a mitzvah in protecting the property, does not apply where a sheep fell into someone's garden and the produce cushioned the fall. Number one, Mavriach Ari is done medaito knowingly, whereas the owner of the garden saved the animal from injury unknowingly. And secondly, Mavriach Ari does not suffer a loss by chasing away the lion, whereas this one suffers a loss of his produce's damage, and therefore he may collect the animal's benefit. So when Noah Goldberg the zookeeper was chasing a lion away from someone's property, he noticed someone's sheep had fallen into the garden, damaging some produce, and was now eating more produce going from one row to the next, which reminds it was taught that if someone's animal fell into a garden and ate produce, he pays for its benefit but not the full damages. Rakhana says this is only true for that bed onto which it fell, or she explains the animal could not restrain itself from consuming that bed. Avama aruga aruga, but if it went from one row to another row and ate there, Mishalemis Masha Hazika, it pays for what it damaged because the owner is negligent for not removing it. 
Rabbi Yochanan says that even if the animal went from one row to another all day, the owner would still only pay its benefit as she takes the dust until it leaves the garden and returns with the owner's knowledge. So when Noel Goldberg the zookeeper was chasing a lion away from someone's property, he noticed someone's sheep had fallen into the garden, damaging some produce, and was now eating more produce going from one row to the next, while the homeowner was busy assessing the damage as part of a larger area of a saw, which reminds us, the Mishnah Duff Nun Hayama Base taught that where an animal damaged produce in a field, the damage is not assessed according to the value of the produce, but according to the field's loss in value. Furthermore, the assessment is not made for the specific area of damage, but is part of a greater area of a saw of land. Or Masam provides the source, Ubir Besteacher, and it consumes in the field of another. This teaches that they assess the damage based on another larger field. The more brings different opinions as to how the price of a saw is evaluated. So once again, when Noah Goldberg the zookeeper was chasing a lion away from someone's property, he noticed someone's sheep had fallen into the garden, damaging some produce, and was now eating more produce going from one row to the next, while the homeowner was busy assessing the damage as part of a larger area of a besar. Alright, so now it's time for four blabak chazar. Dafnun dalad. So the simmer dafnun dalad is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef. So here goes. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle balls. Noodle balls? Pasta chef? That must be run off. Nundalad. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for his ceramic noodle balls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, which reminds us the Mishnah and Duff Nunbase Amun Alaf taught that if Kaling fell into a boar and broke, the boar's owner is punter. This disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds one is high for Kaling damage in a boar. The Rabban Darshan of Benafel Shama Shor or Chamor, and an ox or donkey shall fall into a teaching short below Adam. He's high for an ox, but not a person. Chamor below Kalim, and for a donkey, not for Kalim. Review the Darshan's the extra word O to include liability for Kalim. So the pasta chef, who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle bowls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, also saw his short piquet about to fall in, who should have been careful examining the path, which reminds us, it was taught in the Brisa, Nafal Asochu Shor Ben Das Pater. If a short piquet, an intelligent ox, fell into the pit, the owner of the boar is Pater. Rav explains the reason, the because the ox should have examined its path as it walked, and its falling into the boar is not considered the negligence of the pit's owner. So the pasta chef, who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle bowls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit, while carrying them, also saw his short bikeach about to fall in, who should have been careful examining the path, instead of being engrossed in a safer about the eight halachos that apply to all animals and fowl, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Echad shor echad the same didn't apply whether it's an ox or any animal regarding eight halachos, and it also applies to birds and wild animals. The Torah wrote specific animals in these places, Shadibra kasabahova, because the Torah spoke about common cases. Dafnun Hay. So the symbol Dafnun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The speed limit sign with the word Tov in it, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and a Shibuta fish pulling it. Right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a Shmira Pachusa managed to escape. Once again, it's a motion. The speed limit sign, the speed limit sign, that Masmuran Dafnun Hay, 55. The speed limit sign with the word Tovinet, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshniyos, which reminds us Rabbi Tanchum Barchani, like quoted Shmuel Bar Nachman, who explained the reason why the word Tov is not mentioned in the first Aser Sedibros, because they were destined to be shattered, which Ravashi explained would indicate Chas Vashon Paska Tovim Yisrael, having forbid goodness has ceased from Yisrael. Rabbi Yeshua said, I wrote a test by Cholomo Simon Yafalo. If one sees the letter test in his dream, it's a good sign for him. 
The Gemara ultimately explains because the Torah began using the letter Tess for goodness because its first appearance is when describing light as Tov, good. So the speed limit sign with the word Tov in it, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshniyos, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and shibuta fish pulling it, which reminds us, Rochafa asked, one who leads a wagon by means of a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it, what is the halacha? Do we say that since the goat cannot go into the sea and the fish cannot go into dry land, he has not done anything prohibited because they are inherently separate and he's not over on climb, or, since they drew the wagon, he violated the climb prohibition. So the speed limit sign with the word Tovinit, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshniyos, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and shibuta fish pulling it. Right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a shmir bachusa managed to escape. Which reminds us, the sixth parak begins, Hakonis Tzongladir, one who brought a sheep into a shed, and locked the opening before properly. But it escaped and damaged someone's property, he's patr. If it was not properly locked, he's chayev. Abraisa defines a shmir bachusa, a proper locking as a door which can withstand a normal wind. This level of protection is considered shmir bachusa, lesser guarding. Dafnun Vav. So the Simon Dafnun Vav is a Shusher and Shul going Nunu. So here goes. The Shusher, Shusher, that must mean we're on Daf Nun Vav. Nunu. The Shusher was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall, leading an animal to escape, and bragged that he was Pater Medine Adam, telling him that he was Tochayev. Bidine Shamayim, which reminds us, the Gemara brings four cases which are Pater Bidine Adam, the Chai Bidine Shamayim, where their liability Bidine Shamayim is a Chiddush. The first case is where one breaks someone's wall, allowing his animal to escape. One can think he's not even Chai Bidine Shamayim for the lost animal, since the weak wall was meant to be dismantled. So the Shusha was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall, leading an animal to escape and bragged that he was Pater Bidine Adam, telling him that he was so Chayib. Bidine Shamayim, that he didn't notice robbers striking an animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as Meshicha, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Nun Hayaman Beis taught, Hotziuha Listim Listim Chayovim. If robbers took the animal out of its enclosure, the robbers had Chayav any damage it inflicts. The one that this is obvious because by pulling an animal, they acquired it in theft and are responsible for its damages. One explanation that it's the case of Hikisha, where the robber struck the animal causing it to move. This qualifies as Meshicha and makes him liable for the animal's damages. So the Shusha was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall, leading an animal to escape, and bragged that he was Pater Bedine Adam, that he was still Chayev Bedine Shamayim, that he didn't know his robber striking an animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as Meshicha, nor the man who found a lost watch and became a Shomer Aveda, which some say is like. A Shomer Sacher, which reminds us, Amarim dispute the status of a Shomer Aveda, one who watches a lost object, which he found. Rabbi says, Kishomer Chinam he's considered like an unpaid custodian, and explains what Hanah comes to him from watching it. Rabbi Yosef says, Kishomer Sacher he's considered like a paid custodian, and explains because of the Hanah he derives that he doesn't need to give bread to a poor person while he's involved in caring for the lost object because of the rule of Ahosik B'mitzvah, Patamina Mitzvah, and therefore he's considered a Shomer Sacher. Another explanation is given. Dafnun Zayn. So the Zimmer Dafnun Zayn is a nose, and we use a puppet with a very long nose. So here goes. The Shomer Aved who returned a lost puppet with a long nose, lost puppet with a long nose, that must mean we're on Dafnun Zayn. 
The Shomer Aveda who returned to Lost Papa with a long nose to the owner's secure garden without the owner's knowledge, which reminds us where Belazar rules, the cold Srikhan Das Balim, every item being returned, such as a stolen item or a picadon, requires the owner's awareness that it was returned. Otherwise, he's still responsible for it. Chutz, Mahashava Aveda, except for returning a lost item, which may be returned without the owner's knowledge, Shariib Sabotora Hashava's Harbi, because the Torah included many types of returning. So the Shomer Aveda who returned a lost pup with a long nose to the owner's secure garden without the owner's knowledge, recalling that the last time he was a Shomer Aveda and swore that the lost item was stolen by an armed robber, ended up making Mechaev to pay Kefal. Which reminds us, Rav Yosef said, where one makes a claim that a lost item that he found was stolen by an armed robber, which is an onus, for which even a Shomer Sacher is pater, he pays double for falsely claiming so. Although one only pays Kefal for a claim of theft by a gunov, one who steals secretly, and not a gazel one who robs openly through force, Rav Yosef holds an armed robber since he hides from people, he's classified as a gunov. So the Shomer Aveda who returned a lost pup with a long nose to the owner's secure garden without the owner's knowledge, recalling that the last time he was a Shomer Aveda and swore that the lost item was stolen by an armed robber, ended up making him chayev to pay kefal. Over at someone who rented a cow say he would pay for the stolen cow and not swear, knowing if the thief gets caught. He'll receive kefal, which reminds us, if someone rented a cow and it was stolen, and instead of swearing to exempt himself, he said, Arani Mishal, Me'ini Nishba, I shall pay, and not swear. And the thief was later found, Mishal, Tashumi Kefal, Asokher. He pays kefal to the renter because by paying for it voluntarily, he acquires the stolen cow. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which doctor we will is whether an owner of a boar has to pay if a cow falls in backwards from the sound of digging? That's on duff. Then Gimel. Good number two. Which stuff do we learn one is permitted to return a lost object without the owner's knowledge? That's on Duff. Nunzayin. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss what is considered a Shmira Pachusa, the requisite Shmira for Shane Varegel? That's on Duff. Nunhei. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn the assessment for damage done in a field is assessed according to the field's loss and value as part of a greater area of a base saw? That's on Duff. Nunchas. Good. Number five. Which of the one about eight halachos that apply to all animals and fowl? That's on Duff. Nundad. Good. Number six. Which of the learn that a tone tinus leasing, one who claims that a lost object was stolen by armed robbers, pays kefal? That's on Duff. Nunzayin. Good. Number seven. Which of the one about the exemption of Mavriach Ari Chavero versus an animal falling into someone's garden? That's on Duff. Nunchas. Good number eight. Which of the one striking an animal causing to move is a form of Mashiach? That's on Duff. Nunvav. Good number nine. Which stuff do you discuss? If the owner of an animal that fell into someone's garden is Chayev, if his animal then goes from row to row to eat the produce, that's on Duff. Nunchas. Good number ten. Which of the one that one who volunteers to pay for a rented cow which was stolen from him is paid the kefal if the thief is caught? That's on Duff. Nunzayin. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldar from Zichru. Wishing you a great day and great learning.